Am I, are you going to hear me eating? <laughs> Welcome to Hello. Honest Conversations with Alex Cubis. That is the type of raw honesty that we want in, uh, in, this, in this podcast. Uh-huh. Nothing pretentious and nothing forced. Um, probably one of the best beginnings I had. In my very first podcast, my guest started it. You could hear him say, I could just be myself, right? And I went into it. So that was also a good one. Uh, can you hear me eating? No, we cannot. Okay. I am sitting here with... Kariba. Kariba. Um, okay. As you guys know, but Kariba does not, I start my podcast, uh, every podcast by asking my guest these questions and to finish the phrases. I think I feel I need, I want right now in this moment. Right. Even if it's something as basic as I want water. Okay. Mm. So I think. I think I feel I need, I want. I think. Um, oh God. I think, I think I'm excited about today. That's I'm excited good. about my day. Yeah. Good. I think I need. Yeah. I need I need to change the tires on my car. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. It's really plaguing me right now. Okay. I think I need I want. I feel. I feel. I feel I feel fucking fantastic. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> that's great. No, that's awesome. Oops, no, that's really good. I can just put the explicit thing on, on iTunes Oopsie. as I have done with some people. Um, and then the last one I want, I want, I want nothing right now. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any pre-prepared questions for you, but I had one floating around in my, in my head mm-hmm. that I knew would come up and, your answers just gave me reason to ask them. Okay. Um, to what do you attribute your down-to-earth nature? Like, you're not pretentious. I would never... Like, I would describe you as down-to-earth. It's probably be my first descriptor. Really? That's a big compliment, yeah. Thank you. So why, given your 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 background and your success, why... Like, how, do you, how have you developed that? Is it your back... Like, is it the way that you were raised? Like... I think... I think it's largely attributed to my parents and... The people I had around me from a young age, I think. I feel like I've got a good gauge. Um, I love it using the language of I think I feel now. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Now we're into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are multiple people <clears throat> excuse me, around me all the time who if I started getting a little bit insufferable or like a little painful, they would be like, uh, mm, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. So I feel like I, I can't really get away with being pretentious, which okay. is great. Okay. Um, nor do I want to be pretentious. I yeah, mean, right. um, I think I, I want to be able to relate to everyone that I come across. And I think the best way to do that is to at a ground level where you can appreciate every single person you come across. Okay. So it comes from like, would you think it's accurate to say, or do you think it's inaccurate to say that you hold back out of obligation to be nice to people or like a, an mm. imposed obligation? That's a good question. Or is it more like you, 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 that's just genuinely how you think. So you don't, in an in com- everyday conversation, you don't, like there isn't like a, you don't have the filter. It's actually just comes out as, um, and then I think when you're annoyed, you do let it know. You know? I think it's a mix because yeah. if I am annoyed, like it takes a lot to get me to a point where I will be harsh with someone. But if someone uh-huh. pushes me past that line, 
oh, I'll tell them. Right. Okay. I can, I've got quite a blunt insensitive streak. Really? For sure. Okay. If you push me to that point, but more than anything, it's a resentment of pushing me to that place because I don't yeah, want to be course. that person. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I will definitely stand up for myself. But in saying that, I am definitely dealing with things in my life currently where I realize I don't speak my mind and I don't stand up for myself mm-hmm. out of fear of, as I've recently discovered, mm. affecting anyone in my life. Interesting. In a good or a bad way. In a good or a bad way. I just wanted to be absolutely neutral. Neutral. I didn't want to negatively or positively affect anyone. Where, okay, so have you realized that as being mutually exclusive with your identity as an artist? Um, no. Oh, no, okay. That's completely separate. That really? is just that's, how is it separate? That's that's my day to day dealings with people. Oh, okay. That that. But you don't think that how you are in life is how you are in art? I do, definitely. And um, the way that that would have shown up in my work would have just been, it would have looked like apathy. Yeah. Where I just, I, I didn't invest in anything emotionally because whatever you put in, you get out. Yeah. So... That's where. So it does affect your work. So they're not mutual. They are, in a way, they're mutually exclusive. Being able to sort of identify and have a strong point of view as an artist. Sure. Can't or comes into conflict with being neutral in life. For sure. Yeah. I feel like the the point of stress about it though has only been in my day to day life. Okay. Like the art stuff, I was just like, that will sort itself out. Okay. So So you're able to when you're working or when you're doing anything artistic related, you're able to express yourself. Mm -hmm. You feel that that's actually like a refuge or like an outlet. Yes, especially if I get to hide behind someone else's writing. Okay. So (laughs) what do you think makes good writing? Good writing means that no matter who the person is that's expressing their point of view. Mm Mm-hmm a vast majority of people will be triggered by it because they relate to it. Yeah, okay. So it's truth. Okay. With in regards to humanity that people yeah. recognize. Okay. And how do you think that someone do you think that you have that ability to express that or what do you think where are the moments or when have moments happened when you've like reached that point of truth where you know that you're servicing an audience, mm-hmm. servicing multiple people rather than just yourself? Um, well, I've only recently gotten over the fear of anyone else reading my writing oh, okay. personally. So that's, that's in that's terms good. of me creating. Yeah. Right. Um, I just hoarded my own writing. Was there a moment where you didn't care anymore or was it a gradual thing? No, it was a forced thing. I knew that I had to force myself to okay. do it. And that involved me sending writing to a friend and saying, there's a dog it. by the way, sorry to interrupt Kariba, but there's a dog in the corner. <laughs> I'm probably going to take a photo with him and post it. Um, yeah, little Gary. Mysterious sounds. It sounds a little bit like a pig, but he's very <laughs> cute. Anyway, I just had to say that because the whole point of this podcast is express ourselves on a moment-to-moment basis. Right. Um, so if I'm bored having this conversation or if I'm interested, I would say I'm bored right now. Great. Same way that you would. You'd be like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> probably should have said that earlier, but that's, that's the point. Fine. Discovering I- it right now <laughs> in the moment. Um, so what, you, you forced yourself, but how did you come to that realization? Um, because I realized that that's what I was doing and I knew that the only way for me to work through that was to go head 
long head first into it and go, okay, well, you, you need to publish something sure. just for the exercise of publishing something. Yeah, right. Um, and then in terms of reading, I mean, I know that I, the, the, ironically, the way that I got into writing, especially for like screen and, mm. and, and stuff was yeah. because I would read a script and I would know whether I loved it or whether it just did nothing for me. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to discern what it was in that script right. that I liked and didn't like. Same as me. So that, that I could, yeah. Did you I, read that script by the way that I sent you? I started reading it oh. about a third the way through. Oh, it didn't really grab you? Like you didn't want to keep? No, it definitely does. It's okay. just I just have... Oh, just a time thing. Just right. Okay. insane. Um, but yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, also, I will do that tonight. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a priority. I might um, not be able to say on the podcast what that script is because it's confidential. Mm-hmm. So, but just to give context to the listeners, but continue. Yeah. Um, that's how I found my way into writing was through through reading about it so that I could actually discern what parts about the script that I liked or didn't yeah. like so that I can yeah. express that to agents and say, this is the mm-hmm. kind of thing that I want to do. This is not the kind of thing I want to do. Sure. So. Right. Okay, cool. That's how I so got into that. So it was helpful for your acting then. Oh, so yeah. absolutely. Clarifies like, your position as an artist. Exactly. Yeah, right. Left cool. turn in, yeah. in my career, which is also funny though, because I had this thing in my head where going through school, I always wanted to dance and I just right. knew that and school was a formality for me. Like okay. I spent almost every single schooling year just going, I just need to get through this year so that I can finish school and go dance. Right. Like, Were you an academic student? Um, no, I, I did. I went to a French school for the first part of my schooling, which oh. I absolutely loved. You can speak French? Yeah. I mean, I used to. I feel like I, I wouldn't say that I'm fluent anymore because I haven't spoken French probably for about 13 years. Oh, but like comprehension still. Can you give a sampling on... Um, you don't want oh to my be gosh, I'm so so out of breath. Um I feel like if something interested me, I would put the time and effort in. The problem was I just wasn't learning much that interested me, especially when I got into high school and mm. my desire to dance got stronger and my desire for what I was learning in school waned even more because sure. I hated everything I was learning. Right, okay. Um uh, the point of me saying that was that I had this thing in my head that the only thing I did well in at school, especially near the end of it, was creative writing. And I kind of had oh. this thing in my head that it was kind of a joke. I was like, the only thing I can do is like write, like make up stories, like good on you. And then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's actually a skill. That's yeah. That's should be proud of instead oh my of like, gosh. you know. Okay. So that self-deprecating thing, I yeah. mean, that's a part of your down to earth. Yeah, but, but it's not an insecurity. I feel knowing you, it isn't. It's just like, yeah, is it an Aussie thing? I think, you think it's, it's an culturally Australian specific, thing, which is funny. And because, a Canberra thing because you're not a Sydney girl. Yeah, a lot of Sydney girls are like LA girls. Yeah, it's it's weird because my parents are definitely Zimbabwean. Like that I was also going to ask you about cultural specificity. So yeah. how do you think that your South African heritage? Combined with your Australianness, uh, is South African hair is that like quite similar to Australian or in what? Very different. Okay, so how do you think that the two combined with your living in America has shaped you? Is it for the better? Just is it very culturally confused? Okay, <laughs> very culturally confused. Um, right. You no, don't have a you don't have a South African accent though, so that's good. No, otherwise but, it would be very annoying to listen to. 
Do you reckon? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. I meant that as like, I meant that as like, I th- oh, damn. I said, hey, I said what was on my mind and I wasn't going to hold back. You did. And I apologize if that offended you. No, not at all. Do, you, you, do your parents have an accent? Uh, Zimbabwean. Yeah, my dad's okay. got a far stronger so accent South- than my mum. Okay, so what's the difference between Zimbabwean and South um, African? Zimbabwean sounds a little more English. It's a little, oh. well, little okay. more well-spoken okay. than South right. African. Cool. Um, but... Uh, I feel like it's definitely something I will get to the point where I'm really grateful for, but definitely in the last couple of years when I've really looked at, I've been watching myself and trying to figure out where these things come from. What the, the, just just behavioral or personality traits. Yeah. And that's you trying to gain a sense of self-awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Like the self-deprecating thing has not served me one iota. I know that it's not. It's there is a lot of insecurity. One iota. I've never heard that expression before. Really? No. Not one iota. What is that? Like one bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm trying to really. I'm actually trying to actively combat that at the moment. Okay. Because I realize now. Well. You must have become more aware of it living in LA where it doesn't function here. For sure. Because everyone's very self-assured. For sure. And it just, there's something about, there's something in the water here. There's something in the air here where that self-assuredness, and that's why this city breeds that positive mindset culture. Yeah. And where people here are all kinds of spirituality. Yeah. Almost in a, I'll I'll risk offending people in saying it, but it's a... It's like a self-centered spirituality if they're engaged with for it. For sure. But like the thing with that is they're that... They're Christians for a self-serving purpose, not for a men for others. It is. But, I mean, is that a bad thing in terms of... If, if the focus is on being good within yourself... Yeah. And being confident within yourself and knowing what you're, you know... Doing. And what you have to offer people so that you can actually serve other people. Is it a self-centered... Thing? I, uh, I guess it's down to intention. Yes. If if at the end of the day it's for the purpose of of being a better person. Yeah. Oh God. What does that I, mean? It's just for lack of. What a does better that term. mean? But you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I. The, it's to the be focus be is, positive to help other people be positive or whatever. It's like exactly. I don't want to be this negative person anymore. Because, because it's affecting like other effect, people. Yeah, yeah, the effect that I have on, on, on the people. world is not... Yeah, positive. Yeah, it's not positive. what I want yes. it to be. Yes, what I want. So, I I mean, that's that's definitely... That's the the impression I had of LA when I got here. And I thought I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I came here for a, a holiday and wanted to do it so that I could go back to Australia and say, I went to LA and I hated it. Okay. Done. Everyone can stop saying, why don't you just try LA? Right, right. Yeah, sure. And then got here. Who are those voices that you just imitated? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone around me who loves me enough to push me and could see that I was not pushing myself. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I say that, but that's just, that's my ego, like yeah. fighting back because... Well, that's a self-deprecating thing. It is, but bit. it's also just truth. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Good that you're aware of it. Um, so down to the, the cultural sort of mix up between Australian, Zimbabwean, and now having been in the States for the last couple of years, I feel grateful that I feel like I've got an objective enough view Yes. 
That's what here, I, yeah, yeah. Being an outsider. And I also feel like I kind of had that in Australia as well because there was such a different context of my parents' Well, even I would just go back and, to the point of Canberra before. You yeah. Know, having lived in different cities in Australia. And Canberra but, within my own family yeah. was always like, this place is kind of whack. Yeah, right. Like, we've never been very fond of Canberra. Oh. The only reason we were there is because family right. was there. And okay. that's why we moved there. Okay. And the... There's always been a push within my family to get out of Canberra because it's a, it's got a small town mindset and mm-hmm. Zimbabweans don't do well within that. Interesting. So, um, I I would love my parents to get out of Canberra, and I would. The only thing is, I do have other family there, so we're always going to have to go back. But hey, I mean, if it forces you to have distance from LA for a couple of weeks, I think that's a good thing. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. LA is definitely like I feel like it's like Sydney in that it's a it's a city where you need to have a little bit of distance every yep. now and then. You yeah. just need to leave so that you can press the reset button and come yeah. back and be good. Yeah, sure. Um, but. I feel like one of the main things that that did growing up was that I feel like Australians are kind of renowned for their flakiness. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that that was so distinctive LA. I feel like I'm going into interview mode. Damn. <laughs> oh, but it's so good that we're still using the language. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. That's cool. All right. Um, uh, maybe flakiness. that's more than anything Australians in LA. But no, I think Australians are yeah, kind actually. of renowned for their flake. I mean, okay. people of our Well, it's age, like a laziness or a complacency um, and people in our 20s are just selfish. Yeah, especially with other people's time. Like one thing that really... Irks you. Yeah, one thing that was really drilled into me at a young age was if you commit to doing something, you do it. Yes. And I, I grew up around people who committed to doing things who jumped ship for something better at the last minute all the time. But my parents were like, no, you committed to this and so you will do this. Is and that is that like at a micro level as well as at a macro level? Like in um, meeting single, up with a friend for lunch yes. as well as, say, signing up for a sport? Exactly. Okay. It's the entire spectrum okay. of your, your word needs to to be worth something yes and i i do really value that people if i say i'm going to do something people believe me yeah that's that's that's, i think yeah that's probably why i've come to that that's how i characterize you because of that your reliability so that's a good thing yeah yeah i know many people in la and many people i've worked with that do not do that and they feel like they do it to um they do it to because they, they believe that it's like keeping people at bay or keeping people satisfied. Like they're, they're pleasing people by saying things, even yeah. though they know that they won't be able but to make no it on time. Of and it's like because they plans. they they can't. And I had a conversation with someone last night about it. I was like, they're the person with that meme of a guy in a bath, mm-hmm. and he's like me every time, and it says he's texting, "I'm on my way," but he's still in the bath. Yeah. And I know two actors who I've worked with who have said that they do that to sort of keep people happy or something. Yeah. But it's like Which you make people just, more frustrated exactly. because then you end up being late. Exactly. And or it's because they don't up. they don't want to deal with the conflict in person where they say, look, I'm 40 minutes away mm-hmm. and I'm going to be late. They yeah. can't deal with that up front. Yeah. So if anything, it's a reflection of them. So we're better than them. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> well, that's, it's just... It also comes down to a respect thing, like yeah, that's, making it's, plans with people mm-hmm. and then I've been like on my way to pick up someone when they've been like, yeah, I just, I'm like tired or which is just like, okay, so I've now set aside my night yes. 
for you. Yeah. I was, I'm dressed and ready to go, but you don't feel like mm. it. And I just find it really disrespectful. Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't want to do that to someone else. Yeah. So that was a really frustrating thing growing up because everyone else around me did it and I was not allowed to do it. Okay. So it was like With one kids, of those... you mean? So what's an example of like when, when actors or kids would, like when, like what you just gave, is that the classic example? Yeah, like I mean, it's just like kids' to to birthday party, party saying you're going to go to it. one party and then the other kid in the class has a party the same day, but you've RSVP'd to that yeah, first party oh, and so your parents are like, no, you're going to, me to as the a first kid. party. Yeah. I scheduled my birthday party on the same day oh, as someone else and we didn't know. Oh, no. I know, it's so bad. So then everyone else went to the other kids' party. I feel so sad talking oh, about no. this. Oh, no. Oh no, so no, it's like so only, parties. yeah, so only two kids turn up to mine oh, and then everyone else is like, oh, so bad. That's really sad. That's I'm something sorry. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I've obviously suppressed that memory. It is sad. It happens. It's, it's hard. That's I mean, just that, like something, that's just a that's totally something that you need to, subject, they need to put but... that in like, this is us or something. Right? They did. I, have you watched it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it was like, no one turned amazing. up to his episode, to his oh party. Oh my God, baby and he Randall was, Yes. And he's like the cutest kid. Far out, I can't deal with him. He's the I, cutest kid. Most of the times when he's on screen, I'm crying. Yeah. Whether it's and a he's sad crying. thing or not. I can't. The episode where he was crying, I was like, that's the kid's amazing oh actor. He just has such a face. Oh, oh the dog's Gary. crying. How the dog's empathizing. I'm sorry, Gary. When did you come to the realization about that dog? Oh, I don't know if you guys I'm can hear that I'm actually so glad sound. this is being captured because this cry is so cute. It hurts my heart. That's so sad. Where do you think... So I mentioned the other day to you, um, good actors, just like that, good actors activate an audience's empathy. Mm-hmm. When did you come to that realisation? Um, I don't know if it was a realisation so much as... Or you knew that already, but just in yeah, looser terms. I feel like... I, f- I just feel like the purpose... Gary, bro, just... Chill your bones for a sec. We're, I'm going to take you for such a yeah. walk. We're going on and such And we're nearly a done, so you guys don't have to keep listening to the... We'll take care of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just kind of knew that the purpose of particularly like a visual art, like mm. dancing or TV screen, is that you're making people feel something. Feel something. Right. Exactly. And so... Whether that is empathy or not, mm. the fact is that you're you're eliciting emotion from from someone. I'm so distracted by this dog, by the way. I know. Um, I think I feel I need. I want. Oh, maybe okay. three, but no, we need. Let's let's, let's let's take care of the dog first, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. And Why don't you do one, Alex? I'll do. I think I feel I need. I want. Maybe. I think I. I I think this. I think this conversation is going really well. There's some good insights. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, thirsty. I need some water, and I want to be fitter than I currently am. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I feel quite chubby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think. I think. That we got into some interesting, interesting stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. Um, I'm also surprised that I was able to string a cohesive sentence together. Oh, impressive moment, stuff. So yeah. I'm happy about that. Uh, so I think I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel proud of myself. Nice. For that very reason. That's good. Awesome. 
Um, I think I feel I need. Yeah. I need to take this guy out for a walk. Good. Yep. Circumstances change feelings and yeah. things. Yep. yep. And I want. Nothing. That's still came, that's the first thing that came to me. You're perfectly content right now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you to Kariba. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, until next time.